Arkansas State takes down Troy again. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by the new Ibotta app. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying the Ibotta app by using code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE when you register. All right, uh, plenty of college basketball to talk about. We'll get to the uh, Red Wolves and the Trojans here momentarily. We did have the good, the bad, and the ugly in uh, Sunbelt basketball on on Thursday night, uh, Arkansas State and Troy was outstanding. Uh, South Alabama played really well, although it got ugly with Southern Miss. And I don't know what the Cajuns and ULM did. Kudos to ULM for winning that ball game. But when we go down the statistics, I'm going to try and figure out how they did it because I don't know how they did it. It was an ugly uh, basketball game. And this actually came out Wednesday night. Del McGee reports from uh, Georgia. Uh, from uh, Graham Coffey, uh, editor of DogCentral.com, he reported that running backs coach Del McGee is expected to be the new Georgia State head coach. Nothing came out on Thursday about that. We'll find out. If anything comes out, we'll do something when they officially announce it. But they did not do it on Thursday. But we'll talk about that uh, later on. All right, let's talk about Arkansas State and Troy. Uh, this game was actually, we had some games. We had ODU and App State on the East Coast. So that started at six and that game moved so fast in the first half. The seven o'clock game, which was South Alabama, hadn't even started yet. All right. Cajuns didn't start until 730. And then you had Arkansas State and Troy starting at eight and Arkansas State with a a crowd of over 5,000. The bottom of the bowl was was completely full. It looked spectacular on ESPNU. And Arkansas State uh, responded. They jumped out, if you want to call it 16 minutes or so, jumping out to a 38-19 to 19 lead. They led by 19 points with four minutes left to go in the first half. Now, very different ball game than they had against Troy in Troy earlier on in the season where Troy was leading for about 30 minutes of that game, maybe even like 30, 33 minutes of the game. And they completely got flustered at the end. They couldn't stop Arkansas State. They couldn't score, uh, getting foolish technicals, and they got flustered. In this one, they didn't get flustered, and they came back. Troy goes on a 9-1 to run to change an 18-point game to an 11-point game. Still probably not where they wanted it, but a good basketball game nonetheless. And then they closed the gap. It took them a little bit of time. They finally took the lead. Troy did with about three minutes left to go, but that was about it. Arkansas State uh, didn't fold. They they were not playing great offense, by the way, at the uh, the end. There was a whole lot of standing around and doing nothing and getting double teamed uh, and turning the ball over. I did not like what I saw offensively at the end, although Caleb Fields, he found Somebody in the corner. That was a huge three. Uh, Let me see who made the three for, it was Avery uh, Feltz that made the three. 
And I don't think they gave up the lead again. Oh, they did. They got it tied, but they never trailed again. So they're actually trailing uh, on a Miles Rigsby layup. Troy takes a 66 to 65 lead. And Feltz makes a three-point jumper. Uh, I guess Todd gave him the three. Uh, gave him the assist. And uh, Arkansas State never trailed uh, after that. Uh, but a couple of big plays in there. Muhammad hits a couple of free throws. By the way, um, Conroy, Conroy was ridiculous. I mean, like throwing up shots behind his head and going in. Uh, he was fantastic. And this was just a fun ball game. I mean, you know, for when you're playing this kind of ball game with that kind of crowd, and it took it took about nine minutes, eight minutes for it to become less than a a 10-point ball game, and then it's close for the rest of the game. And so that's a lot of fun. The fans are into it. Uh, Arkansas State is into it. Troy is into it. And it was a really good college basketball game, especially uh, in the second half, and especially if you're an Arkansas State fan. Uh, but it was a 68-68 to uh, 68 ball game. And then uh, Taryn Todd made a couple of free throws. They missed a dunk. And then thought there was a – oh, Freddie Hicks made a dunk. Uh, Troy missed a dunk. Freddie Hicks made a dunk. Slammed it. Thought that was going to be it, but they just they just wouldn't go away. They actually had built a six-point lead, but Muhammad makes a, a three-pointer, making it 74-71. But eventually, Arkansas State uh, hangs on. Nelson had a huge block uh, as well. And then there may have been a intentional foul called. Maybe not. Uh, but Arkansas State wins 79-71. A great basketball game. That was a lot of fun uh, to watch, and I got to it after the other games ended. Uh, you had six players for Arkansas State in double figures. You had five players for Troy in double figures. And now um, Arkansas State is tied with the Cajuns for fourth. So here, this gets a little strange because this is going to make my head hurt, okay? The, the Troy still has a couple of game lead over Arkansas State. But Arkansas State has swept Troy. So if they finish in a tie, they win it. The thing is, the Cajuns swept Arkansas State. So I'm going to have to figure out on how, what happens if the teams, you know, are in a three-way tie. Troy still comes to play UL next week, and that's got huge repercussions on it. Uh, we'll get to the Cajuns here. That was just ugly. We'll get to that. So... Arkansas State is fighting their way into a top four seed. Uh, and as the announcers, I'm not sure I saw the names. I didn't know the announcers. They made a point that Arkansas State could trip up some teams at the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. That's, the, you know, they shoot those threes. They're big on that. Right, Brian Hodgson out of the Nate Oates School. We're going to shoot threes. And uh, they get hot from there. Uh, they're going to be tough to stop. All right. Uh, quickly, let's do the App State ODU game. Really impressed with App State. Uh, I'm actually impressed with ODU for about 30 minutes or so, 35 minutes or so. Um, they gave App State all they could handle. Um, App State kept on trying to pull away, kept on trying to pull away, and ODU responded, took a lead in the first half, had a lead uh, in the second half. But on the road, App State did not get flustered. Uh, they were down 56 53. And, I mean, they finished uh, They finished uh, the game on a route. 
Is it like 83? Oh, I had it here. Hold on a second. Sorry about that. Uh, 82-67. So they were down. They were down 56-53. And they finished. They're down three, but they win by 15. So um, I have to say I was impressed by ODU. They, they, they wouldn't go away until the end when App State couldn't start to miss. But they gave it all they had for a, for a good bit of that ball game. So I was impressed uh, with that. App State still has, well, with Troy losing, I mean, their magic number is still two, I guess, because if they if 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 JMU and App State both win on Saturday, then JMU can still win both their final ball games and App State can lose their final two ball games and JMU would jump App State. All right. Now App State's, uh, as we mentioned in the other situation, App State has swept JMU. So they can, um, they'll, they, they still have to win two more ball games or JMU is going to have to lose one. So their magic numbers too, technically. Uh, so, uh, good job by App State. They are looking at the regular season crown, and we'll see if JMU, they're all they're playing games on the road. So, we shall see uh, if that happens. All right. Uh, we'll do the rest of the basketball coming up. Cajuns in an ugly ball game fall to ULM. Listen to some of these stats when we come back. And I will tell you a new sponsor here the Ibotta app on Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Grocery bills are so expensive these days, but now they don't have to be. Start getting cash back on your grocery shopping with a free Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta app using the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code Locked On College. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use code Locked On College. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I, I was thinking about it, I was going to screw that up, <laughs> but I didn't do it. All right, Cajuns with. Uh, a tough loss. ULM with, I'm, I'm all about the win and move on, but there was nothing pretty about this ballgame. ULM wins 66-59. Uh, uh, ULM pulled away. Cajuns actually were down, wasn't much at halftime, 32-30. The Cajuns were trailing 38-37 and missed not one layup, but two layups. And then ULM goes on a 10-0 run, and the Cajuns got as close as three but never had the ball to tie or to uh, take the lead uh, after that. Um, the free throws combined by these two teams were awful. 
Uh, the Cajuns hit um, seven to 16 free throws. Hosanna Kintinge, who's been really good this year at shooting free throws, uh, personally was four of 12. Uh, ULM had a bunch of free throws, uh, but they missed 10 as well. Like if somehow the Cajuns won this one by three or four points, uh, ULM shooting free throw missing 10 would have been uh, an issue. Um, ULM shot 43% to the Cajuns, 37. Cajuns shot 65 field goal attempts. ULM, 49. I don't I don't know how you lose a ball game where you're shooting 26 more shots. 26 more shots. They both made four three-pointers. Cajuns were 4-22, one of 15 in the second half, by the way. Trying to come back. Uh, ULM, four of 14. Uh, turnovers were a big problem for the Cajuns. ULM was trying to give the game back to them, 14. Uh, Cajuns had, or yeah, ULM was trying to give the game back to them. Cajuns had 15 turnovers and just some really bad, bad turnovers. A, lot of, a couple of them on fast breaks or driving to the hoop. Just bad turnovers. Um, they out-rebounded ULM, 41 to 37. Bench points, 16 to 10. Paint points, 40-22. Uh, second champ points, 12-4. to four. I don't know how the Cajuns lost this basketball game. I'm sure some will point to the free throws. Uh, but that's not how they lost the game. They didn't make their free throws. If the Cajuns made their free throws, they would have won the basketball game. But they didn't. They missed a couple of one-on-ones. Uh, they missed some and ones. They missed their free throws. You can't complain about the other team shooting more free throws when you miss your free throws. Hit 13 of uh, 16, and then maybe we have a game. You know, then you got a, a situation. But you can't miss like 41 field goal attempts, <laughs> nine of your seven free throws, and then complain that the other team shot a few more free throws. That's not going to work. All right. The Cajuns. Got off to a slow start. Then they started to play well. And then uh, ULM played well towards the end of the first half. And the Cajuns just, it was, an, it was just an ugly basketball game. I, I tweeted out. Again, I'm all about the win and move on. But ULM played less bad than the Cajuns. Uh, and I, I gave you the stats. Not really, but that's, you know, <laughs> they won the ball game. So they had to play a little less bad. All right. Uh, just an ugly ball game. And now the Cajuns have no room for error when it comes to uh top four seed um, because they're tied with Arkansas state. They, they, they can't, you know, they, they swept Arkansas state, but now they have the same record as Arkansas state. So there's no game in between. All right. So they win the tiebreaker over the red wolves, but they don't have that game in between. So um, it just, it was just an, an ugly, ugly ball game by the Cajuns. And a good job by ULM. They had uh, three guys in double figures. Cajuns had three guys in double figures, except, you know, uh, Hardy actually had a nice game for the Cajuns. He actually kept them in it. Brandon Hardy, a couple of freshman mistakes, but he actually uh, played okay. But Themis Folks, 0 for 2 and no points. And Michael Thomas, 1 of 5 and uh, 3 points. That's the point guards. Not good. Um, ULM played well enough to win. I say less bad, but it was it was the case. Uh, all right. Um, South Alabama goes into this game was ugly. This game got ugly on uh, 
on Southern Miss's side. South Alabama beat Southern Miss 83-64. Southern Miss did not lead in this game. That is shocking. Uh, it's not so shocking that they lost, although that's surprising. It's shocking that they lost 83-64. They got blown out. Um, they did get some good news and some bad news. Andre Curbelo came back for a little bit, very little. Uh, took himself out with two minutes to go. He did have some glasses on. I guess they were shaded. Uh, he's still coming back from a concussion, but he only played a couple of minutes in the first half and laid down behind the bench and then turned it over. And he was back in the ball game in the second half and got called for a technical. Uh, Cajuns were shooting a free throw. Uh, Crowley was called for, uh, so they, I think Isaiah Gator was shooting the free throws. Then, um, he missed the actual free throws that he was when he got fouled. And then Crowley got called for a technical and then Curbelo got called for another technical and he was tossed from the game. Uh, and then you had stuff being thrown on the court like ice. That's, that's really ugly. Um, Southern Miss was frustrated. They got two of them. They, you know, Southern Miss doesn't lose at home much. I guess ULM just beat them. Um, but they are, um, all right. Uh, they, they struggled here tonight. And that's a nice win by South Alabama. They may have found something. Tabe is very different than Isaiah, Mo Isaiah Moore. Uh, he's like a 6'3 post player. And Isaiah Moore was doing that but he could finish at the rim a little bit better. Tabe seems to do, and he does more floaters. Tabe seems to like step back and shoot it. And all of a sudden he was coming off a 35 point game and he had a 29 point game. So maybe they are starting to find uh, something. Gator had 17 points. He's coming back. Um, they, they, they were, they were they, South Alabama played pretty well uh, last a night trying to avoid the uh, final, uh, the bottom four. They did that last year and made it all the way to the championship game. Cajuns beat them. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Georgia Southern with a big win, 84-76, also trying to avoid uh, the bottom four. Uh, that's a nice win uh, for the Eagles that have not played all that well as of late. So let's check the standings now. Remember, we had some ball games last night or two nights ago, as the case may be. So App State leads James Madison by one. All right. Troy, with their loss to Arkansas State, basically eliminated, although not quite, from winning, right? They could win their final three, and the other two could lose um, their three, but basically eliminated. Uh, it would be tough to see if those two teams lose. Uh, that much. So App State's leading James Madison by one. Troy is in a third by, they got a little bit of breathing room because the Cajuns lost. Uh, Cajuns are going to Southern Miss and then they're hosting Troy. We'll see where, where everything is when that happens. So Troy is third. They do have a two game cushion over the Cajuns and they beat the Cajuns once this year. It'll be important for the Cajuns to get a split there. Arkansas State is now tied for fourth. They're nine and six with the Cajuns. Cajuns did sweep Arkansas State. Southern Miss, eight and seven. 
uh, faded, maybe run out of gas. I don't know. Um, by the way, Hart was in the lineup as well. And got to be the first time since, you know, 2024 that Cubello and Hart have been in the same line and been in the starting lineup together. Uh, Georgia State and Marshall, both seven and eight. South Alabama, six and nine. Monroe, six and nine. And Georgia, six and nine. So all those teams that were five and nine, they actually all won. Marshall is the only team, and uh, Southern Miss, well, that's that's not in that spot. So Georgia Southern won, UL Monroe won, and South Alabama won. And now you got Georgia State and Marshall uh, just one game ahead of them for that final spot. Coastal's 5-10, and 10, Texas State is 4-11, and 11, and Old Dominion is 2-13. and 13. So although Coastal is just a game out, um, it's going to be tough for that to happen to get to avoid that. And we'll see what South Alabama can do. And Monroe, all right? They're playing well, and Georgia Southern comes away with a win as well. All right, let's take a timeout. Went a little bit, a little, little bit long there. Uh, it appears that Georgia State has their new head football coach. We'll talk about Del McGee next. Let me tell you about FanDuel. I hit the wrong button first. <laughs> get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sports book partner of uh, the NBA. Pelicans with a nice win on uh, Thursday over the Rockets. They're five and a half out. I'd be surprised if they could finish any higher than fourth. And other than home court advantage, there's not a big difference between fourth and fifth. That's the opponent you'll be playing in the playoffs in the first round. It'd be nice if somehow they could play Minnesota, but Minnesota is in first right now. I would have rather avoid Oklahoma City, the Clippers, and one more. Who's the other team? Uh, the Nuggets. No. Right, right. Yeah. I, uh, don't want to play the Nuggets if you're the Pelicans. All right. It'd be nice if it was Minnesota. We'll see. All right. Uh, they were off to a good start. Ingram didn't play, and yet they still, you know, took control at the end of the first half and blew out the Rockets at the uh, in the second half. So we shall see. They've actually won a bunch of ball games and overall in a row. So they are playing some good basketball. We'll see if they can carry it for the next basically two months. Uh, all right. Meanwhile, um, we did have Ben Moore on earlier in the week discussing the Georgia State uh, coaching job. Ben Moore, 24-7 sports, uh, gsupanthertalk.com. Uh, and he thought, you know, and he got back to me throughout the week that, you know, by the end of the week, they'll have a coach. Well, I think Monday was day five when the coaching search was Tuesday was six Wednesday would have been a week since they didn't have a coach, but it did come out Wednesday after I recorded obviously. And uh, the report is that Del McGee uh, who has a long history of coaching in Georgia and in that area 
uh, is the guy. He is the running backs coach uh, for Georgia. Uh, he's done pretty well in that position. Um, he was a Harris County high school DBs coach where he first started. Greenville, Georgia, high school defensive coordinator. Carver Columbus, high school uh, Georgia, high school head coach. Then jumped to uh, Auburn in 2013. Ended up with Georgia Southern as the running backs coach and was the interim for a little bit at 2015. Actually won a ball game. Then he ended up at Georgia uh, running backs coach uh, and then assistant head coach. And since 2019, he's been the run game coordinator and uh, running backs coach. All right. And some of the ones he's coached has been pretty good. Uh, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, DeAndre Swift, Elijah Holyfield. So he's had some. Uh, really good uh, football players, thousand yard rushers. Those were all a thousand yards plus James Cook and uh, Zamir White. So uh, the big thing here is you got to do the recruiting. And again, I'm I'm one that maybe doesn't understand why people in the South like you got to understand the South. Like they didn't like, like people did not like the Brian Harson thing. I'll admit I did. All right. I was wrong. <laughs> Clearly. But I've, I've been in Miami where coaches are not recruiting Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach. Don't get it. Uh, I know when Kane Womack was very big at South Alabama, he wanted to recruit Mobile. There is a ton of talent in Mobile. You may not get the talent that's headed to Georgia or LSU or Auburn or Alabama, but you can get the talent that you don't want to be going to Troy. You don't want to be going to Southern Miss. You want to take the talent there. So just like that situation, if you can get Del McGee, who you know is knee deep in recruiting in Georgia and has those high school contacts from Georgia, you're not going to get the guys that are going to Georgia. It's not going to happen. All right. You may not even get the guys that are going to Georgia state. You got to get the guys that are thinking about going to Georgia Southern. You got to get the guys that may be thinking about going to app state or maybe coastal or maybe the Cajuns or South Alabama. There is a ton of not only in the uh, talent, not only in the, not only in the, the Atlanta area, but the surrounding area, the entire state is loaded with, uh, high school football talent that could, you know, turn, I don't want to turn things around. All right. I mean, Sean Elliott did a pretty good job. Just didn't do a great job at Georgia state, kept on going to bowl games, kept on winning them, uh, but never could take that next, that next step, that 10 win, 11 win season, never could do that. Right. And so you can do with the portal, the way it is and recruiting, you give Del McGee a couple of years where, I mean, he's not got a, not even going to get a class this year, right? That's <laughs> doesn't even have to worry about it next year's class. And then the year after his class, right? So if he's getting guys that are starting school in, well, he's going to have the class that he has now, well, you know, whatever that may be. Um, so see what the kids do in 24 and the, the kids that they bring in in 25 and see what they're doing in 26. Because with the portal, you can get good fast. And if this guy is knee-deep in 
high school recruiting in Georgia, it can move quickly. Like his former colleague there, Fran Brown. I mean, go look where Syracuse is recruiting. Like, I don't think Dino Babers had a top 50 class in his eight years of being at Syracuse. And Fran Brown has a top 50 class. It's outrageous. We don't know what we're watching. We don't understand it. And I'm not sure that Georgia State can have a top 50 class. But, you know, top 70 class, top 80 class. Let's just do that quickly. Let's just see where, where the Sun Belt was last year. All right, just for the talk of it. All right, because we're already on 25. But let's see where 24 is. All right, and let's see who ranks in the Sun Belt. Okay. And then we got to find out where they are overall. All right, let me see if we got overall here. Overall. All right. And uh, the Sun Belt. Let's see if we got the numbers. I want the rankings. Um, no, they don't. No, they don't rank them overall. Okay. So I want to do all. Let's see, yeah. All right. So let's see if we can find. Syracuse, by the way, 34. <laughs> That's insane to me. That just doesn't make any sense. Um, trying to find the first Sunbelt team. Like Tulane is 66. Charlotte is 75. I'm still not seeing it. Texas State is 82. Marshall, 83. Here they come. So this is the class of 2024, and this is everybody. This is all of the recruits. Transfer portal. And high school kids. For example, North Texas has 49 kids coming in. Texas State, 33 kids. They're 82. Marshall, 83. Uh, Southern Miss, 84. JMU, 86. Coastal, 87. Let's see where Georgia State is. They're not, they didn't make the top 100. Georgia Southern is 98. Still looking. Old Dominion, 124. Did I miss him? Maybe I missed him. I didn't think there were this many teams. I had to miss them. Where'd they go? I had to miss them. Uh, Arkansas State, South Alabama, Georgia Southern. Were they up higher? Oh, Georgia State, 121. All right. Yeah. I don't think there's, there's like 130 FBS schools and they're 121. So like my orange or 70 or 80. Now they're in thirties. Can Del McGee get Georgia state right where those other Sunbelt teams are. And if you get up ahead of them in the top 80, right. Then you're ahead of them. That's where you got to be. Yeah. That's not a good recruiting class for Georgia state. So we'll find he's going to get, he's going to get there and we'll wait. Well, he should be announced. I presume sometime today. Uh, and he's going to check out the portal. He's going to have a shot at the portal and bring some guys in. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Uh, all right. Um, you know what? One week I didn't do it. I'm going to do it on Saturday. I'm going to, I'm going to preview the college basketball on Saturday. Cajuns are playing baseball at two o'clock, but I will do a, a preview of the of the college basketball games, we'll post one early Saturday morning. You got to give me a chance to get up. Um, 
Maybe I'll do a Friday night, but we'll do one Saturday morning because I did not do one last week and and I and I should have. So uh, tough to do it all reviewing and previewing. So and then, of course, we'll uh, we'll talk about baseball uh, from the weekend as well. So uh, please, everyone have a, a great weekend. We'll just do a quick one segment preview of the Saturday basketball games uh, because I mean, there's a lot on the line. Top four regular season champ, bottom four. So there's a lot to do here with just three games left to go. Appreciate all the support. Uh, we've had some uh, we've had some good episodes, uh, and I appreciate all the views. I'm trying to figure out TikTok for this old guy, and Instagram, and put posting the videos and on Facebook Reels and stuff like that. So I do appreciate all the support. Uh, we're getting close to 1,140 subscribers, so that is a big help. All right, uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Make it a safe one. We'll uh, talk to you again, hopefully on Saturday, if not on a Monday. You've been watching Locked on Sunbelt, your team, every day.